You're listening to DraftKings Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. This is the Dan Levator Show with the Stugatz Podcast. The one who is uh, most bumming today is Juwan Jennings. Mm, yeah. He's like, I was right there. Yeah. If, if we just knew the overtime rules. <laughs> if, if our coaches just understood what the rules were in overtime. Some genius. Stugatz just whispered to me before we put the microphones on, and you'll forgive me if we sound a little bloated. Hmm. Put it on the poll at Lebitard Show is the only thing you win in Vegas puffiness. <laughs> but Stugatz just said to me, I was wrong about everything except for Brock Purdy. Yep, nailed it. Blah, blah, blah. The 49ers, or I shouldn't say the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan has now had in Super Bowls multiple leads of 10 points and one lead of 25 points that he has not held on to. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, the stats to guts are crazy. Yes. When you look at the amount of winning he has done by the age of 28 years old. It's insane. I mean, to have three Super Bowls, to make it to the Super Bowl for a fourth time, to have three Super Bowl MVPs, he is, if you want to call him the second greatest quarterback today, I'm not going to argue you. I'm not. Uh, wait a minute. That's not what people might be calling him <laughs> well, today. Well, no, no, he's not no, the best. No, okay, I mean, that's that's I'm fine. You're not, you are Don't doing, embarrass yourself. You I mean. are doing what Skip Bayless is doing. Skip Bayless said Brady would have won in regulation by 14 for either team. I say 21. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not my first rodeo. I mean. <laughs> Booger McFarlane did hit Mahomes on set after the game with best I've ever seen do it as he was shaking his wow, hand. that's mm. insane. What's that, Billy? That's just what you say in the moment. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he yeah, exactly up. right. Yeah, he said up. that's a Brady guy right. knows how many times. <laughs> Dan, if you want a fresh take on GBF this morning, because we did one of those, mm. we played a game of what if Tom Brady came in at halftime? Wow. Yep. Or overtime. For which team? Not going to tell you. Won't tell you. You're going to have to listen. You'll have to listen to God Bless Football to find out. This is from Evan Abrams. Patrick Mahomes has trailed by seven-plus points in 11 playoff games. He has now taken the lead back in 10 of those 11 games. That's nuts. Uh, Brady will have forever over him that uh, Mahomes couldn't beat him in the Super Bowl, and that's going to keep aging better for Tom Brady. Yes, the head-to-head. Right. With Tampa. 
Smart football. That's right. That's with Tampa. Smart football says Patrick Mahomes has been a starting quarterback in the NFL for six seasons, during which time he, quote, has been to the four Super Bowls and won three of them, has never finished worse than the AFC title game, won the division all six seasons, and in the playoffs has a winning percentage of 83%. Incidentally, the Kansas City Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill and then won back-to-back Super Bowls. Yes. Crazy. With nobody. Mm-hmm. With well, Mar- Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Miko Hartman as a retread because they cut him into the Jets, they came back yeah. with nobody. <laughs> they trade Tyreek Hill, and then what their receivers are known for after that is just not being able to catch the football. <laughs> and they win the Super Bowl. With the worst Kansas City team we've seen, I think, right? Well, the defense is so good. Uh, oh. Speaking of MBS, that 19-and-a-half reception, you always kind of uh, went – Backwards on everybody when you made that yeah. play. Yeah. Well, if you guys saw what happened there, I've been making fun of that bet all season because I've lost it all seven times I've made it. He's always been at plus 13 and a half yards and catches. I'm like, he just needs one catch. I'll win that bet. I was 0 7 this year making that bet. I, I never won you it. You were due. I no, mean. but yesterday was 18 and a half, and then yeah. he makes the one catch for 16. And I'm like, that's how it happens with him. Yeah. But then he makes another catch and goes backwards for three yards. Yeah. And then he makes another catch, and he got over it. He got over to 20 yards. I had it, yeah. Congratulations to God. (laughs) Thank you. I also had the game going to overtime at plus 900. How about that? At a night? If you're making that bet, you are making a lot of bets. It's fun, man. It's the Super Bowl. Oh, there's nothing like an hour before the Super Bowl. See how many props yes. I can put in in this next hour. <laughs> Jessica, why did you make a face at uh, what Stugatz was saying there? Because it was a rough week in yeah. Las Vegas, followed up by, uh, I think, a lot of people in this room trying to recoup some of their Vegas losses in the Super Bowl, which is never really a good strategy for betting. <laughs> I sh- Chasing. I should say to the entirety of our group that I was really proud of you guys last week. Um, it was a very difficult thing to execute on our own. And I can say, and this one's a stunner, I'm going to name the three stars of Super Bowl week right now. Number three is Patrick Mahomes. Congratulations to Patrick Mahomes. Way to go, Pat. Yep. Number two is Stugatz. Congratulations to Stugatz. And I don't think people understand how hard it is to top Stugatz during Super Bowl week, but this person was a rock star. Greg Cody, the star of Super Bowl week. I don't believe anyone in the history of Super Bowl week or Super Bowl media has ever debuted a surprise band that then performed in front of people. He didn't want to come back. I was talking to him yesterday and he was just still smiling, still on cloud nine. I have to, like, as I get as frustrated with him as anyone and. I was smiling all week just looking at him. He was he, in heaven. It was really cool to it's see. It's the happiest I have ever seen your yeah. father. And then he got as drunk as I have ever or anyone has ever seen him. <laughs> I had to go into dad mode Friday after. He got into he celebrated. He was feeling all the love from the people and he goes, Hey, we're done. I'm gonna party. And yeah. uh thanks to DraftKings for hosting a little uh mixer. you know, mixer after the event. And my dad generally he can cry some Miller lights, so he can go all day. Well, when your dad's a mixer though. That's what when, I mean. When your dad's a mixer, no, when he goes beer and then liquor. He oh didn't even boy, mix, though. It's worse, Dano. It's yeah. worse, Dano. He went straight to the brown. Oh. The first drink I saw him with was a crown and diet, and I'm just oh, like, it's going to be a long one. He got a Super Bowl week MVP. We had to I leave mean, for the yeah. airport at 9 p.m. By about 7, I had to put people in charge of him when I was leaving his side. Yeah. Like At one point, I was like, Roy, I'm, I'm going over here for a second. Can you watch my dad? 
And Roy was like, I got you. Because everyone could sense he needed it. That actually tracks, though, because as I went up to Greg as I was leaving the bar, I was like, Greg, you did such an amazing job this week. Like, you really crushed it. Started weeping. Tears in his eyes. Uh, I was like, oh, man, I got to get out of here. Greg's crying. I got to go. That was early in the drinking. That was at, like, four. Yeah. I was writing that moving walkway thing, Dan, in the airport, and I just hear my name screamed from across the airport and didn't know it was. And then I saw Greg go. Like just screaming from across the airport, sitting next to Jeremy. And I was like, oh, okay. I was in the middle. So then I walked back. And I was like, hey, Greg. And he's just giggling like a crazy person. He's like, we just wanted to see if you'd walk over here. <laughs> and I was like, all right, have a safe flight, Greg. I have seen Greg Cody drunk more than any human being, uh, like just as terms of compiling. In my life, there is no human being that I have seen drunk more often. <laughs> Before this weekend, the drunkest I had seen him was at my father, my brother's very first art show when he got into the red wine and knocked one of my brother's paintings off the wall. Oh, no. <laughs> no wow. You break it, you buy it, or what? My brother never forgave him. Uh. Went to his grave not forgiving him. Wow. He was drunker than that this weekend by 6 p.m. So I don't even know where the night ended up after that. At a diner at the airport. Uh, I was like, Dad, we got to eat. That was sad. It was a sad diner. <laughs> we kind of like ran into this thing where it's like, we don't have enough time now. We wanted to go eat at the place at the, at the hotel, but there was a wait. So it's like, let's just go to the airport so we don't have to rush. And the options at the airport were sad. a sad yeah. diner. Did the diner help? I mean, you know, just in terms of soaking up the alcohol. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, yeah. I'm telling yeah. you, he was a couple rows behind me on the flight. Mm -hmm. I looked back multiple times asleep. The entire flight. <laughs> the best sleep he's ever gotten. He woke up <laughs> in Fort Lauderdale, just bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I'll tell you what helped more, Stu. They were giving out Tums at our live show on Friday, and I, thank God, had like 10 in my pocket. And I chewed all of those before our ride. I shout out to Tums. This is the only thing that got me to Miami the next morning because, ooh. I am looking I was, at I all of that. us. We got There are a whole bunch of defeated people in here right now. I don't see a whole lot of freshness right now. I see a lot of people crawling around on their elbows. Billy says that there was a lot of trauma bo uh, bonding last week. Yeah, that's how things work on work trips. Yeah. Lots of trauma bonding. Mm -hmm. You get put into these situations with these people that you know, but you don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like You work with them, but, but you don't know them. <laughs> Until you go on work trips together, and then you trauma bond. Yeah. That's, how, that's how work trips work. And then you know. Exactly right. I trauma bonded with Lucy and Chris, and I feel like we should have Lucy here to talk about this tomorrow because we went on a zip line together in the middle of the rain over uh, Fremont Street. Yeah. We'll what get, happened to brave Chris? I thought We'll Chris get was, to that tomorrow. Oh, you don't remember seeing it? It never made air. Yeah. Glad we did it. <laughs> Why didn't it make well, air? Okay, we, we can get to that. It, 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 it had nothing to do with me. Technical issues, you know, rain, wireless microphones, flying 50 feet over people's heads. You know, the Ooh. people with the other ends of the microphones are 300 yards away or whatever. I, I don't know. I, from what I've told, that's going to make air. They're trying to fix it. It's just a quick turnaround for that. But <laughs> Chris was not happy Look, with that situation. I mean, it's just I don't like these things in general. Look, I know there's an isolated video on social of me just like acting like a baby going down the zip line. Right. They don't acting. realize... The 45 minutes that we sat there waiting, okay? I, the, my least favorite thing in all of, like, these right. type of things is when sure. my body weight is on, like, is I can feel my body weight being held by right. some rinky-dink thing. 
Okay, and we sat there with my body weight on this thing for a half. I turned into a diva. It was the most I've Wait, ever. You were hanging in the sky for four. Well, no, they did minutes? this thing. Right, clarify, you're on like, the edge. They like, lay you on you? this thing where right. you're, you're hooked up, and then they lower the thing away from he you. He was laying on a little like nap pad that kindergartners use that was elevated. But I'm tell, but no, I then, wouldn't like that either. But then they tested it was, you it was when not they lowered hanging. it. When they lowered it, <laughs> you were hanging with all your body weight. It was the worst. Let I Lucy it. explain it to you tomorrow because she no. had a first-hand view of the two big babies. No, that Chris were doing is right that. though. But when you go zip lining, okay, and I've done it once, like when they strap you in, you want to just go. Like, don't strap me in and have me sit there for forty-five. The worst minutes, part please. is thinking about it right before, and we had to do. It's like, and we had a million camera people there, but yet we had the one camera guy in front of us had to go to the other end. We had to sit there and wait for it. It's just. We also had the people that were in charge of our safety on it, and very professional people. They were getting also annoyed with the long wait, and there's nothing that you want less in a moment where you're like feeling vulnerable and possibly, you know, at risk for bodily harm. Than the people in charge of your safety being annoyed with you because that's what was going on and I was like oh we better go going before someone like unties something or and whatever. and the thirty people that were waiting to go had to sit there and wait for us because we're this like fancy show that comes in and cuts the line and you were self conscious about making other people wait sat there for a half hour making them wait had yeah. nothing to do with him Jess I no. just hated every second of it I, I said multiple times this is my least favorite thing I've done with this show I hate I was like I was about to I was like I could. I can leave this right now. I will. I will tell them. I don't have to do that. I almost like did. You that. almost stormed there off. Was a point, thought about there saying it. There was a point it. where right. I was just yeah. like, I don't have to do this. Yeah. I have rights. Yeah. <laughs> it's been too long. It's yeah. raining. There was there was a point where it was taking so long. They're like, okay, we're just gonna un unhook you guys and let the other people go, and then when you guys are ready, we'll hook you back up. And like me and Chris looked at each other like, if we get unhooked, we're not getting back on this thing. <laughs> I like, get out of here. I'm not doing this whole thing again. <laughs> But Lucy can tell you about that tomorrow. All right. I'm glad we embargoed all of that until tomorrow when Lucy and Greg are here. The Dan Libertard Show with Stugatz is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Keeping things bottled up can feel like carrying a weight that gets heavier with time. Whether it's talking to a trusted friend, journaling, or seeking professional help, finding ways to let out your thoughts and feelings can bring relief and help you navigate challenges more effectively. Remember, it's okay to reach out for help when you need it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DLB. Don Lebertard. It's been a lovely cruise. Oh, man, that, that's my out, outro. That's, uh, you know, as my casket is being lowered. Jesus. Uh, you know, I'll have been cremated a week before, but we'll do the casket thing just for show. And as my casket is being lowered, empty casket? Yeah, it'll Closed? be empty. You know, just for show. We're gonna well, what's the redundancy there? Uh, you know, I mean, we're going to put on a public display. Yeah, naturally. You know. Stugats. What do you do with the ashes? Um, you You're know, going on a lovely cruise. Exactly. Maybe we'll throw them uh, over. My wife will throw them uh, overboard. I would she's assume. She's necking with her new husband. This is the Don Lebatar show with the Stugats.
I trauma bonded karaoke singing also with Mike Fuentes. Thursday was a day, man. Oh, I'll we tell had a you. Day. Yeah. We were going back and forth like yeah. Wednesday and Thursday when we had like the rehearsals and then we had the live show and we had Radio Row. It was like incredible and shout out to Kristen and Kirsten and everybody who kind of like did the logistics and the planning and all of the drivers that were involved but it was like you're here until 110 then you're hopping in this car then you're driving across town then you're getting through and it was like the rush of getting everything done with the minimal amount of time that we had to do it and Thursday was like the craziest day for that because we really was like meet and greet the fans but you have to leave exactly at this time get in the car go through security we sat down with two minutes to spare before our first interview then we had five straight interviews then we had to do this then we had me and uh dominique's show right after that so it was like constantly moving around and the karaoke well the karaoke there was this slight window where it was like me and mike fuentes looked at each the other The slight window was me going to the bathroom i mean we had a slight right. window while we were waiting for the car to get there to then go and take us to the next thing that we had to go to and then there was this truck that was sponsored by an unnamed alcohol company and they were like, if you want, you can sign up here and you can get, you know, like a, you know, a koozie or you could get a, you know, whatever, like a keychain or whatever. And we said, you know what? We're just waiting here for the car to get here. We'll sign up. So naturally, as you do in those things, when you don't want to be bothered with things, I signed up with Tony's email. He signed up with Lewis's email. So you guys will be getting, you know, promotional things for the rest of your life and your work email <laughs> from this idea. alcohol company. Excellent, yeah. So we did that. And then we were still waiting for the car. And they're like, you guys want to do karaoke? And we're like, well, we don't really have time, but. Yeah, we'll do karaoke because we finished all of our interviews. We finished doing the live show. We finished. That was our last day at Radio Row. So it was, you know, a culmination of a week's worth of events. So then we went right in the back of that thing. Backstreet Boys, Backstreet Back is there. You're going to you're gonna obviously sing Backstreet's Back all right. And we were killing it, killing it. The dancers for this unnamed alcohol company were dancing outside of the truck. There was a window. We were there in, like, the valet section of the Mandalay Bay. So it was blasting out of the truck. Stu guys is texting us, where are you guys? Where are you guys? While we're singing there, it's me, Mike Fuentes, and Juju. Just like, everybody, yeah, killing it killing this song you and are then we got we got the we got the text that our car was there so we had to leave in the middle and as we were leaving and this is the part that i'm nervous about sharing with the class as we were leaving the dj that was inside of the back of this converted food truck looking thing that was just there for karaoke and for this unnamed alcohol brand handed mike fuentes a usb immediately and said here's your performance so somewhere out there there's a video of us singing in the back of this truck. Don't know where it is, but it's it's honestly the fastest this fastest file transfer I've ever seen. We basically just put on our backpacks and they handed us a little USB. I'm like, how did you have this? Because we left in the middle of the song. Uh, are you somebody who was actively because of all the times that Stugatz kept you waiting with his oh, he was a nightmare. cigarette break? I had to go to the bathroom, man. I, let me add. Were you retaliating heater. for all of his cigarette breaks by keep, keeping him waiting while doing karaoke? <laughs> no, I mean, the karaoke was there. We were waiting for a car. We made the most of our time. What am I supposed to do? If someone says, do you want to sing Backstreet Boys and get a free T-shirt, what are you going to say? Right. What are you going to say? Super Bowl Radio Row. That's what it's all about. Exactly right. Yep. It was a celebratory moment. Mm -hmm. Me and Mike Fuentes went through the trenches together last week. You can talk to him off air about it. 
He saw firsthand what I'm dealing with on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Put uh, put these things on the poll, please, at Levitard Show. Have you ever done karaoke with someone immediately after trauma bonding with them? And also, do you use the emails of your friends to sign up for things that you don't want in fairness, to hear from? In afterwards? fairness, someone did it to me because I am, and I have one guess as to who it was based on what the email that I get. I am constantly getting emails from the University of Miami about season ticket holder opportunities. And I can get guarantee you I did not sign up for that. You too? They, you too signed you up? No. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel what Billy's saying right there because I, I've experienced that Stugatz, uh, Stugatz's entire thing at Radio Row, like mm-hmm. first thing Monday morning and then the rest of the week I was like, I'm going to stay away from this for a while. It's but. a lot. It's a glowing nuclear I like to dominate. Going on a smoke break of, like 10 oh minutes into the show wow. the first day. Mm-hmm. We have like that one hour crazy. left on the set. Yep. I'm uh, like, where'd you go? Let's He's put like, up on the smoking. let's put up on the screen here how much Comes bigger Cam Newton is than Billy Gill. Uh, everybody was a little bit surprised by uh, the size of Cam Newton. I'm not sure why you would be surprised by the size of Cam Newton. No, damn, but there's big and then there's Cam Newton. But he's like double Billy's He's the width. biggest See, goal line threat in the history of our most violent sport. Tom no. Brady, will you stop it? See, I think Billy holds his own in this. Like, Stu Gatz no, looks man. small next to him. Well, I look small next to anyone. But I'm just saying, I mean. Billy, like, I see. I think the opposite. I think, look how big Billy looks next to Cam. It is a low angle. He's enormous. He's massive. Like, I'm not like a tiny guy. I'm not like a big guy, but I'm not like a tiny guy, but like, I'm comparable in height to like a lot of the people. To Josh that we Allen, would talk. yeah, like he's yes. like two inches taller than me. Like he's right. a big guy too. Cam is like another level, and I couldn't believe, like I can't believe that people are able to injure Cam Newton. I I really can't believe that he's capable of being hurt. He's not even wearing pads there, and it looks like he's wearing pads. He's underneath in great his shirt. shape. Like, great shape. Put it on the poll, please. Uh, does it look like Cam Newton is wearing pads when he's not wearing pads? <laughs> was he excited to be talking to you here, Billy? Oh, like, he had no idea who I was. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. I mean, he, he plays a good game. He doesn't know who I was. We will, uh, we will have Greg Cody around here tomorrow <laughs> to laugh and enjoy with him the wonder that was him becoming a rock star in front of our, eye, our eyes. Oh, um, boy. But I want to first, since we're speaking of drunk people, I want to wander over to the Waste Management Open and just show you golfers yelling at drunk fans because there's an assortment of B-roll from the Waste Management Open that continues to escalate over the years. Mm Mm-hmm. People keep getting drunker and drunker, so there were hospitalizations, there were an assortment of fights, there was uh, Zach Johnson yelling at fans. Let's play the video of uh, of Zach Johnson yelling at fans, because we've got him, we've got Billy Horschel yelling at fans. Dugats, originally, at one point, we were going to have you go straight from uh, the Super Bowl to the Waste Management Open to get into this debauchery here, yes. but let's play some of that. Let's go with Zach Johnson first, please. Show him... Just screaming at fans, and we will have an assortment as well of, of B-roll here for let me, you. Let me... No, don't, don't sir me. Somebody said it. I'm, I'm just sick of it. Just shut up. That's the, someone giving him crap over his choices for the Ryder Cup, and it's just... It's just drunk people. And then Billy Horschel, he, people are yelling at Billy Horschel when there's a guy swinging. It, like he, They're yelling at Billy when the guy in the fairway is swinging. And then it's just, oh my God, it's so awkward. I, and when, when, the, when the waste management has me saying, guys, dial it back a little bit. No. That's when you know no. it's like, no. 
No. no, it was too much. They stopped no. alcohol sales on Saturday. I don't care. Because the crowd was so unruly. And this is an event where they expect the crowd to be unruly. Like, that is... They encourage this it. Is, it is more than encouraged. Yes. Like, they expect this. And the, that is what makes this event stand out on the calendar. But apparently, it was just way too much. They got carried away because the PGA Tour and, the, and its players, excuse me, has encouraged those fans to drink, especially on that hole. And one year, one weekend of the year... You have to deal with unruly fans. Every single game that an NFL player plays, they deal with unruly fans. You get it once a year, and you're going to complain if you're Billy Horschel or Jordan Spieth or any of those guys. Terrible job by them. Let's play the clip here of Billy Horschel losing it. All right. Go watch a shot. Get him next year. Buddy, when he's over the shot, shut the up, guys. Come on. Get a damn golf shot here. It's just, you could just see the frustration of like, guys, enough. Uh, Put on the long weekend. Yeah, put on, I heard it. Here, let's just run some B roll of just the insanity that was the Waste Management Open. I cannot think of a worse combination in sports of ingredients than the golfer etiquette and just general drunkenness. And (laughs) the only thing that this tournament is known for is everyone's going to get rip roaring drunk. It's the reason your tournament matters. Yeah, but you don't want people to get so drunk that they're being like hospitalized and they're hurting other people. Like, there is is obviously a limit, Stugatz, to how much unruliness you're allowed to have where it becomes a liability for the people putting on the event. And I think that was the fear with this weekend. And everyone got really mad when they stopped selling alcohol. And the I think they also temporarily closed the entrance because there were so many people coming in, too. So... I think that there, I don't know where the line is, but I I guess the people putting on the event felt that the line had been crossed. Jessica, I'm going to say here's where the line is. When the waste management open cuts off liquor sales, I'll say... Good. When when you, if your line has been if, if you're telling me the waste management open is saying that's it, we're going dry here. We're afraid of a death. We've we've entered the fights and hospitalization area. Uh, I'm I'm good with the waste management open saying no more liquor sales. We've got liability problems here. I love being drunk as much as the next guy, but when is ever just sliding down a hill shirtless like a fun thing to do? You would do it. Oh, please. No, I wouldn't. You would do it. They do that at the Little League World Series every year, and everybody yep. thinks it's adorable because it's kids, but Thank then all you. of a sudden, yes. an adult male who may or may not be slightly overweight does it, and it's a problem. I can't Get believe, out of here. I can't believe Hypocrisy. Burt body Kreischer, shaming. Burt Kreischer drank like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. When I saw these videos and I saw that like shit was hitting the fan, I was like, oh, yeah. glad I already went last year. <laughs> Don't care what happens now been there done that this is on them though like they've encouraged this for so long like yes. this is you wanted this to be this and then it was too much of what you wanted and now it's a problem like you did this to yourself the fans are saying how do we outdo what we did last year that's it i mean <laughs> all good things get did. ruined yep. is it gonna be like remember when south beach was like we don't want people in here here anymore like are they gonna do this next year at the waste manager with just like crazy security limit to drinks like there's got to be something it would be great if there was a tank there next year Oh my gosh, folks.
Gather around. Everyone gather around. Listen to these words. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers, listen to me. You bet just 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Don Lebatard. That's how it's going to end. The, the, the mailing it in, the end of the retirement, Chris, go get me this. It's just going to be him coming out and hitting the one or two notes of that kind of thing, and you know it, and then just giving us finger guns and leaving. Baby. You should listen to the Great Cody Show podcast because that's all we do for 55 minutes a week is just say catchphrases. We even make songs about them. The, and you know it is a song. For crying out loud, that's great. Hopefully that's a, a, a Suey nominee for best song. And you know it, baby, and you know it. Stugats. And you know it, baby, and you know it. And you know it, baby, and you know it. And you know it, baby, and you know it. This is the Dan Lebatar Show with the Stugats. I want to ask you guys something about uh, about stress and pressure and the amount of times that we spend at these microphones saying that someone else in a pressurized situation didn't handle the pressure correctly. I don't know if you guys heard me. I was a bit out of it over the entirety of the week because of the general stresses of the week. But at one point on Friday... And I don't even remember who it is that I said this to. I spit uncharacteristically out of the side of my mouth. Get the f*** away from me at somebody. And um, the reason I bring this up is because I think Kelsey's going to get to skate on knocking his coach, almost knocking his coach over. And I'm not sure that he would have gotten to skate if they had lost the game or if he had had a bad game. He had a quiet game most of the game. And then all of a sudden it becomes nine catches for 93 yards on 10 targets. But they won and we're calling it a love tap. I mean, (laughs) well, I'm curious because I'm genuinely curious. I'm always saying. These are volatile situations involving emotional people. And the amount of stress on Travis Kelsey, whether he's won or not, given what his season has been, all football players will tell you these seasons are longer than they've ever been now with 17 games. And all of them will tell you that it is an unholy grind on your body and mind. Now add Taylor Swift to the mix. And all of that. Well, he added that to the mix. I understood. Okay. 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 Yes. That doesn't mean it's not in the mix. Yes. I'm not saying it's not in the mix, but you don't bump your coach like that. Like, you just don't do that. In that spot, Andy Reid has helped that team and helped Travis Kelsey become a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Seriously. Andy Reid is one tight end. He's a Hall of Fame tight end. That team is an historic team. It is now a dynasty. And Andy Reid has been in charge of that team and done good by Kelsey Mahomes and the entire team. Don't do it in that spot. Okay. 
Everything you're saying is accurate. And I'm also adding to you the stress of Travis Kelsey playing in that Super Bowl and having early. They're down double digits, three catches, and I think he was out of the game when they got the fumble, correct? He was what isn't that what happened? Is that what he was mad about? Was he mad? Pacheco fumbled, Kelsey was out of the game. I thought that's what he was mad about. Maybe it was somebody something else. I didn't see the reporting. Yes, of course, Stugatz. Don't hit your coach. Yes. However, what I saw there is what I see all the time on sidelines under pressure, and we always react the way that we do, and none of us know what that feels like. (laughs) None of us have any idea what it feels like to be at the center of all of that on a Sunday when the world is watching and you have spent that entire season at the center of, you know, your Tuesday is Aaron Rodgers takes you out as Mr. Pfizer. That's, That's your Tuesday morning throughout the entire season. This might feel like an obvious take for me, but I like it, right? It stirred a fire under Andy Reid. It feels like, to me, they hadn't really schemed Travis Kelsey into that first quarter, right? There was a lot of running the ball. He they had, had one, 20 first quarter yards. He had one target for one yard in the for what felt like the first quarter. So he probably went over to Big Red and was like, hey, get me involved. Like, let's go. Like, I'm the, I'm the engine of this team. Make it happen. How can you be more upset with Kelsey than Andy Reid was? Because I can. That's the part I was well, like, but, I see but, the and, internet and, but freaking out. No, but, but here's like, the other thing, because well, he's, Andy, not, he's yeah, not actually. He, does, really not. he doesn't actually care. Right. Like, it's just a thing to say. Don't reveal that, Dan. I, I did see afterwards, I was curious to see how they both played it off. Because obviously you just won the Super Bowl. You don't want to, like that to be the story on Monday, but they both really downplayed it afterwards. And Andy Reid was just like, you could tell he was like definitely rattled, at least to me, he seemed rattled, but he was like, yeah, I really like took my legs out from under me. Like he keeps me young, Travis. And I was like, (laughs) I I think that these people understand a couple of different things. I would say, Stugatz, they understand the pressure cooker that is their environment. And this is the other part that I think gets noticed less, they actually love each other. And so that happens sometimes when you argue with people in tense situations and things leak out the side and you don't even know that the thing you're arguing about isn't the thing that you're arguing about. Uh, Andy Reid has coached a lot of men, but when I'm talking about love, right, because many of you may assume, well, how do you know they love each other? I mean, I Trauma bonding, people go through the pressure. You're assuming. Pressure. I, I am assuming. Right. I, I, yes, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. But something else I'm assuming, and I'm guessing that a lot of you who were cynical about this uh, might be less so today. Look to me like Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift love each other too. Yeah. Like that looked to me like that's what was happening there. We did a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of time during this season, a lot of people are saying this is orchestrated, I'm cynical, this is manipulated, and then they win the Super Bowl, and when they're together and you're seeing them hold each other, you're like, okay, they seem to be shared. That's the best. Sharing the joy is the best. Getting to it yourself is pretty cool. Sharing it with someone else who was like close to it that knows what you were nursing on your body on Wednesdays because you're limping around the house and what that guy does for a living is totally insane. You have her there on Wednesdays just... With the ice bags and she was in Tokyo on Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, occasional Wednesdays. <laughs> I don't know. Check in here. It's there, like maybe. it's like Roy's hockey show. <laughs> occasional Fridays. By oh. People that were doubting, people doubting Andy Reid's flexibility with the whole Travis Kelsey thing. They must not have seen him after the game celebrating with Chris Jones because I saw a man that can 
go up and down with the best of Let's them. Let's see this because he didn't go up and down with the best what? of them. He went down with the best of them. He had some trouble getting up with the best of them. Is that a them. saying? Let's watch this video here of Chris Jones is on the floor. He's celebrating. Andy Reid doesn't really have a plan as he gets oh, there. Oh, he gets down. And he's then, like, oh, and this there is, it is a moment. And there it is. And then it's time to get up. Now it's and hard now to it's, get up. Yes. He is not getting up with the best of them. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> and he helps Chris Jones up. At the peak of it, that is a great moment. And then it's like, cut. He's like, oh, oh we are celebrating. We are having a moment. All right, I'm going to get out of here. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Close. Yeah, Close now there. I'm going to help you up. Oh, he got up a lot easier, Chris Jones. Dan and Mike did that Friday, too, actually. You guys didn't see it. I want to watch this again from start to finish. Uh, first, uh, Andy Reid did not intend to be entirely on top of Chris Jones there. So much weight he's putting he, on his he, oh, stomach there. He had, he had a, that is more weight than Chris Jones had on him than at any point during that football game. And Andy, Chris Jones is like, oh, this is going to be, oh, shit, he's on top. Let's of watch me. the getting up, though. The getting up in fragments. It's like watching right a skyscraper try to get up off its Almost knees. a little honk there from Andy Reid, by the way. Whoa. Hey, yo. Almost. <laughs> Let's hold on. Let's count the number of touches on Chris Jones's body as he one, tries one. to get up. No, no. Okay. <laughs> when he tries okay, to get up. Tries ready? To get up. Ready? One, one two, two, three, three four, four, five, five six. Oh! Oh! Well, how's oh, your uncle? Wow. <laughs> it was my favorite clip of last night. <laughs> Dangerously close up, coach. Uh Travis Kelsey would have been, if they lose, if Brock Purdy scores a touchdown there and Kansas City somehow doesn't get to the matching touchdown, although I heard the players on Kansas City were saying they practiced overtime all week and that they were going for two if they scored the touchdown, if they scored the touchdown to tie. Uh, that's what you say. That's what you say. Well, they say that's what they were practicing. That is what they said they were practicing. You know who didn't say that? San Francisco, because they didn't practice it. Right. Juszczyk seemed confused about Juszczyk the whole operation. Juszczyk said, I don't understand what the rules are. I was looking. I was learning what the rules were on the scoreboard. Practice that, knowing the rules. Seriously, yeah. in his defense, like there's very high-paid college football coaches making millions of dollars a year that also admit in post-game press conferences they don't know the overtime rules because the possession thing confuses people. And I'm not going to lie, CBS could have done a slightly better job telling me a little bit sooner than they did that the clock wasn't going to be a factor yeah. there. Well, Tony had no idea as well. Tony no told us with like nine <laughs> seconds left in overtime. Guys, like, don't, don't freak out. I was like, I think I think we go to another period here, but there was no two-minute warning, and I'm not 100% sure what's about to happen, so maybe they should snap the ball. But Mahomes knew. I like that overtime rule. I do. I thought it I was like great. It too. Yeah. yeah. The problem with it though is that when Tony was delivering it, Tony also said a number of times this is for the game when if you understood the rules as they it told wasn't. us it yeah. wasn't for he the was, game. Yeah. So amazing. I while he's saying the time doesn't matter, I still wasn't 100% sure if that was true or not and if he knew the rules. Roma? We were all learning together. SpongeBob yes. did a better job on the Nickelodeon broadcast of knowing the rules but, than Tony. But Romo had like 15 plays that were for the game, for the season, for the Super Bowl. Uh, Romo, him. Romo also, you, you're saying he could have done it before eight seconds were left, but if he hadn't done it when eight seconds were left, all of America would have been screaming at their television, why aren't you calling your timeouts? <laughs> Every, everybody in America would have been screaming that because Romo did calm people down and sometimes broadcasters do end up escalating that stuff. I'll explain to you, though, just very simply 
where it is that San Francisco screwed up the overtime coin toss and everything else. This is where it gets screwed up. If you win the coin toss, your choice simply cannot be under any circumstance invented throughout football time. Give Patrick Mahomes all the chances at the end to know exactly what he's got to (laughs) get. You want those advantages to yourself. You do not want to give them to that man. If Kyle Kyle Shanahan, that one's going to haunt him for a a while because, because A, he had the better team. B, their game plan was great and you lost anyway. Like, your team was better, your game plan was properly executed, and you lost because that guy is that guy. I do get the argument because the 49ers defense had just been on the field for a long part of that at the end of the fourth quarter. Maybe you wanted to give them a break and not make it so easy for Patrick Mahomes if he's going to have the ball first in overtime. And I also see the argument if if you score a touchdown, Mahomes scores a touchdown and you're tied, now you get a chance to have a possession to win the game, the third possession. I don't necessarily subscribe by that one because if you're going to go first, you have to score a touchdown, right? Like you can't settle for a field goal which they did and then of course it plays out where Mahomes has to score a touchdown and guess what he's gonna score a touchdown he's Patrick Mahomes and he did so I'm with you I think I think you always want to go second and that's certainly what you do in college football but I guess I can see the argument if you're going by the field and your defense is winded to let them have a little bit of a break didn't matter though (laughs) Stugat I'm guessing people noticed uh, who Kansas City's leading rusher was, right? Because once Pacheco fumbled, Patrick Mahomes became Kansas City's leading rusher. That's how they used him the rest of the game. Yes. It is startling to see him win that game. I understand everyone expects him to win. He did not have the better team. That was a questioned team all season long. It's the worst version of that team that he's had since he started at this elevation. And he had no receivers. Right. Like, I mean, he, he's in some ways, he's just getting started. 